You're listening to Mission Lab. Mission Lab. From our living new man, Ben Here's our parents, Sean and Camille Brace. Hello, I'm Camille Brace, and I'm here with my husband, Sean, and this is Mission Lab. This is episode 23, and it's called, Why Do We Gather? So give us the context, Sean. Yeah, so we just uh, ventured out into unknown territory with our church as we, our church board voted to try over three Saturdays uh, once a month for the last three months of 2017 to have uh, different types of worship gatherings. And um, we'll tell you a little different bit Different styles, more. still within the church Well, yeah, building. I don't like the word style, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, uh, we'll probably explain to you a little bit more what we did, but it wasn't, um, we weren't trying to be gimmicky, like, hey, if we get like dancing bears up front, then we can get people to come. Uh, what we're trying to do is align the way we gather with our values as a congregation and as we're trying to be on mission and we're trying to transition our church to be more missional and, uh, you know, relational and so forth. So, um, Camille, you were actually not there. I missed the first one. That's you correct. You missed the first unfortunately. one. And so that was unfortunate, but... I think it went pretty well. You heard what we kind of did, though. Yeah. So what they um, what they did is they set up the sanctuary in round tables. Now I know there's lots of other churches that have done this before that are currently yeah, this doing is it. Nothing new. Yeah, like, nothing extraordinary. But for the parts of the area that we live in, um, this is outside the box. Outside the box, and um, so just round tables with chairs around them. And, uh, and with that, it, it was just mainly to encourage more, more relational, um, fellowship, fellowship, uh, learning more about people's stories. Um, cause it's so amazing to me that you could go to church with someone for five years, six years and literally not know these people's stories. And there's definitely people in our church who I don't know their story. And it's so important to uh, giving context to that who that person is and why they are the way they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had the roundtables set up. Then we so we had a time of like fellowship and interaction on that level, and then um, and then we had a time of singing, and then we had a teaching, and there was some interaction during the teaching. We stopped to have discussion questions, and then we stopped. And, you know, we had some prayer, of course, um, but that was it. So, you know, I think overall went well. We'll see how the next one goes and see what transpires. But again, it was not to be gimmicky and say, oh, man, if we just do the right formula here, then we'll get people to come. Because our goal is not necessarily to get people to come to, quote unquote, church anyway. Our goal is to make disciples. And of course, that's part of why we gather, which we'll talk about in a moment. But we believe that God's people are primarily given the task of going out and 
living out the gospel the other six days of the week. And we gather, you know, for a little while on Saturday together and other times during the week. But corporately, um, you know, there is still a major uh, element of gathering corporately that sets the tone for the congregation and kind of yeah. worshiping together is yeah, yeah is yeah. powerful and, and yeah definitely yeah. so it was amazing to me though that as i posted the day before that we were doing this how many people responded and were like oh my goodness that is so awesome and so crazy and so like daring and so forth and it just seems simple to me and we'll unpack a little bit more why it, it kind of is funny to me but i did want to clarify something i know it sounds funny but why do we call because i've started calling our worship services gatherings instead of we're going to church um that's something that i insist on not everyone else does it i believe language creates culture and so being accurate with the way we Sean say has things, our kids already saying that i have our kids saying that why do i insist on that camille or do you not understand you tell why? me sean because <laughs> <laughs> you don't always do it and sometimes i resort yeah the kids the kids actually correct me sometimes Camden yeah. has been known to the gathering you mean yeah the gather i used to think when i hear people say oh it's so um you know that's so tacky people just trying to be unique and creative but um i think it's important the way we say things because um because it creates culture like i said and i don't say i'm going to church because the church is god's people. people it's us god's people we are the church a program is not a church a building is not a church. Mm -hmm. We as God's people are the church. So God's people, the church, gather together. We gather together on Saturday mornings. We gather together in missional communities throughout the week. But uh, So anyway, that's why I would insist on in calling them gatherings. But here's the thing. There is no prescribed liturgy or order of service in the Bible. I know it's going to... For how a... For how we gather. Yes. Yeah, like for how a church service. Uh, how a gathering or a church yes. service would go. Um, there's nothing passed down to us from Moses. So there's nothing in the Bible that says we need to have like a kneel prayer here yeah, and a special music exactly. here and a scripture reading or as here. They and they say a, in Australia, as I learned, three songs and a prayer. That's what they use. That's what the, how they describe the traditional service. So three songs and a prayer. People are... Um, what I'm discovering is that some, for, even though we know that intellectually and we agree, oh, yeah, there's nothing in the Bible that says you have to do it this way, kind of just emotionally. People are married to that idea. Yeah. And it's, I mean, as. And I, and I think for some, it almost feels like it's sacrilegious to even change mm, yeah. any bit of a, yeah. of a service, yeah. a worship service. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's emotional, psychological reasons for that. But the, the larger point I'm trying to make is. That when we say, why do we gather? Sometimes we assume that we know the answer to that. And so let's just get on with the order of service. But there is no order of service. So we very rarely take a step back and say, okay, why are we getting together? We just assume, well, we've always gotten together. So we always have to get together. And we always have to get together in this manner. Because that's what a church does. It gets together weekly to put on, you know, a program or whatever. So here's the thing. I have not 
uh, seen anywhere in scripture that it tells us how we're supposed to gather. And the best I can tell is that there are only a few places that talk about the reason, kind of more explicitly, the reason for why we gather. And I'm going to pass this big Bible over to Camille, and she is going to read for us Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. Thank this you, is, Sean. to me, the best explanation as to why God's people gather. Go ahead, Camille. Yeah, this Take is, it away. This is, this is really um, insightful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Okay. So this is, by the way, a text that I have used a lot of times in the past, and a lot of other pastors I know have used to say, you better go to church because we're told we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And the word in Greek is even the word synagogue, which is where we get the word synagogue. And see, and again, I've used this passage, you are to go to synagogue. But if you look, it's interesting because it tells us the reason why we gather. And what are those reasons why we gather according to these words here? We are to consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Mm -hmm. Okay? So that has a mutual element to it, right? Yes. The reason we come together is takes to... Takes more than one. Takes more than one is to encourage one another so that we can be followers and disciples of Jesus. Right? And I think... If you look at that text and you look at where to come together to encourage one another and you look at the way a lot of us do church or a lot of us, how we come to church, gather, is, you know, we're showing up to a program, which we, you know, we've said this before, you show up to a program once a week and you're, you're watching a program, you know, in most churches, you've got three or four families that are doing a lot of the work, the upfront work, either leading out in song service or the offering or offertory or whatever it may be. But um, it's this program that we come and we watch and it's not this place where we come and interact. And not to say that, you know, more churches can be active, more active than mm-hmm. others. And sometimes there are churches that have major potlucks and uh, get togethers and socials. Uh, but I find with more people of our generation, that's not happening as much. Mm. Yeah, and I would say, because I hear the response that I can anticipate the response that some might say, well, if we have the socials, if we have the small groups, if we have the um, prayer meeting, we get that stuff at those moments. Why do we need to change the way we gather on Sabbath morning? Why do we need to change the church service? And for better or worse, the reality is the, the Saturday morning or Sunday morning, depending on what you know, faith background is, that is the main gathering time where the main values and vision and direction of the congregation take place. And so what we are doing in that gathering sets the tone and the direction for the rest of the whole congregation. And many people, most people, if they participate in uh, the life of the church, that is the main 
time in which they attend the program. So how we gather together and, and why we gather together in that occasion says speaks volumes to us as God's people. So the bottom line here from these verses I get is that we are to gather together so that we can consider one another, we can encourage one another to stir up love and good work. So I can meet with you, Camille, and say, hey, I haven't seen you in a week. What's happening in a week? What's happening with your life? Now, ideally, we're going to see each other more frequently, but you get the point. We're to try to encourage one another and 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 help one another grow up into Christ likeness. And the verse went on to say, we gather one another, uh, not forsaking of our, of our assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. So we stir up love and good works in one another. We exhort one another. In other words, we're doing mutual edification. We're doing mutual discipleship, right? Yeah. And if we know why we gather, then we can figure out how we gather. All right. I like that. But again, the reason we gather is because as the whole overarching idea is, is we're trying to make disciples. So how then would we organize ourselves around that mission Mm -hmm. to make disciples? Too many times the way we gather is not for the purpose of discipleship. The way we gather is, and I know this sounds like a straw man, but the reality is most of the time when we're gathering, most people who come are are sitting passively Mm -hmm. as spectators, just consuming message or singing a message. And they're saying, oh, that made me feel good. Or that didn't make me feel good. It didn't make me feel good. But we are not being discipled and discipling one another when we gather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's yeah. very important because um, we have created a, a generation and not only, you know, our, de- our, our denomination of faith, Seventh-day Adventist, but just denominations in general of consumers of let's put on a, sh- a show, if you will, let's put on a program and then people will come and and will watch it. And I don't think that's how maybe church in general started out being. I mm. think it was more of gatherers coming together, and it was a small, intimate group of believers mm-hmm. fellowshipping and asking questions and and sharing testimonies. And that's not that's not what it is today. Um, yeah. So. Well, even Paul elsewhere in First Corinthians fourteen talks about. He says, "Now, whenever you get together." One of you has a psalm. One of you has a song. One of you has a prophecy. So again, there was like a mutual discipleship that was taking place. And people, it wasn't just one person doing the thing and everyone else was like consuming it Mm -hmm. and spectating. It was like, okay, everyone comes together. Everybody has something to contribute. Mm -hmm. Everybody is, is mutually edifying one another. And so, yeah, I, I would say, you know, music this is not to imply because if we're just there to encourage one another music is a great encouragement is it not yeah it's definitely for me yeah but maybe again it might be better to have congregational singing rather than just you know solos and sometimes we get away from that but um so yeah we're making disciples that's why we gather so then start reflecting on how we would achieve that goal when we are coming together and gathering 
and then organize your gathering around that goal. And uh, which is why we've kind of started trying different yeah. approaches. Yeah, and you know we had testimonies that, um, like Ellie, for example, she was sharing with me that she learned stuff about people she had been going to church with for six years that she never even knew what like she like even saying hi to them maybe wasn't even and we don't have a large church and we don't so. have a large congregation so it's like she was just like it just in the clouds because she it was just so, goes to show you that church is not that place um that's conducive to having those deep in-depth conversations um yeah not to say that that they never happen no i'm sure they do at times for sure but uh as a whole um it can be challenging especially when people come in late leave early Mm. you're not really able to connect with people um like that so it's not to say that you can go as deep as as is optimal even in that setting but it's heading in that direction yeah it it provides opportunity for you to say okay now i know that person better so i can follow up with them and you know can maybe do life with them more but of course uh the ultimate goal for me with our corporate gathering is to get people there into missional communities and that's where deeper discipleship can take place anyway um so at any rate anything else camille before we close i would just say take this information the why again it's uh, i'm kind of a person that is more and more kind of grappling with the why and then saying, okay, how would we implement the why if we understand that this is the reason uh, and not just assume that we have to do things the way we've always done them or that assume that we know automatically why we do it. Anything else? I think you've covered it. I think I've covered it. All of it? For this episode anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, this has been Mission Lab and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Mission Lab. Our theme song is Portland Hike by Tiny Music. Additional editing by Chris Ogay. Follow us on Twitter at MLabPodcast. Podcast.